This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions. another edition of Where We Belong. I'm Natasha Zipko, and with me, as always, is my fellow Women of Asphalt founding member, Amy Miller. Good morning, everybody. This morning, Amy and I are coming to you from beautiful Lakewood, Colorado. Which is absolutely beautiful. We love the taste of fall out here and the beautiful backdrop of the mountains. Colorado is one of my favorite states. It's so pretty, and I have so many great memories of being out here. So Amy and I came out for another interview in the Where We Belong series, which focuses on women in the asphalt industry. And we are so fortunate today to be with Abby Glazer. She's a project manager for Martin Marietta here in the greater Denver, Colorado area. Good morning, Abby. Thank you for being with us. Good morning, ladies. As the listeners will probably be aware, we hosted our first Women of Asphalt event last year at World of Asphalt. When I met Abby in the booth, we'd had a mixer and we'd had a roundtable event. So Abby came up and just told me how much she appreciated the roundtable event. And she felt like it was a there was a lot to be offered in that event. So when I started talking to her and I started asking her questions about what she did and, and her job, I just thought to myself, this is a very fascinating woman. I mean, she has really done a lot in her years at Martin Marietta. Um, she's really paved the way. She had some really great insights. Um, and Abby, if you don't mind me telling this story, Abby had been to another booth and she was looking at um, a piece of machinery or something that was needed within Martin Marietta. And um, she went over to grab a piece of literature about that particular piece of machinery. And the salesperson looked at her and said, can you please put that back down? I need that literature for customers. And, you know, I thought to myself, wow, you know, we think we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Anyway, so it was really my pleasure, Abby, to meet you and hear your story. And I'm really happy that you're here with us today and that you're going to be able to share with us some background information and some insight from your world and your position. Yeah, thank you for for having me. Um, that we were looking at safety edges for the, the paper, and, and we we ended up buying some, but but not from them. <laughs> Why do we have that uh, the flash of Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman? <laughs> Big mistake, huge. <laughs> so, Abby, when I was doing my research for this interview, and I was reading through your bio and all the activities that you're involved in. I actually texted Amy and I said, you know, this one is on her way to conquering the world. I was so impressed. So let's just get right to it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about how you got into the asphalt industry? So I was raised that that if you wanted to, to spend money, you had to earn money. So I, I couldn't wait to get out of high school and, and start making money. Uh, so much so that I, I graduated early so that I could start working uh, full time. And, and I'd held some jobs in high school, but they, they were pretty crummy. You know, I, I think I was a janitor at the dog track for a while, you know. So, so <laughs> oh, I, was, oh. <laughs> that I, was, I was always looking for, for something better. There were some positions available on the, on the yard maintenance crew, and I applied for those uh, several times. At Mark Marietta, right? Uh, it was Lafarge, uh, Lafarge. who, okay. who eventually evolved into uh, Martin. 
I applied and interviewed and, and I didn't get those positions. Then they did refer me over to the asphalt front and said, hey, you know, why, why don't you try uh, applying over uh, for this scale position they have available at the asphalt plant? And, and so I did and uh, they took a chance on me and I, I knew nothing. And uh, <laughs> I spent five years at the asphalt plant learning everything I could. That's fantastic. It, it, it just goes to show you that, you know, you said you didn't know anything about it, but if you have the tenacity and yes. the desire to learn and put yourself out there, you know, you can certainly do that. And what is your what is your job now here? What is your official title? Uh, my official title is a project coordinator, um, but I've been out managing projects for the last two years. That's fantastic. That is. So what does your day look like now? I mean, for, for ladies that are listening out there that maybe they've never thought about the old position or, or, or a position where you're coordinating projects or managing projects. What does that look like? What do you like about it? And what can you share about your current job? I think my favorite part about my current job is that I, I get a split time between the office and the field. Uh, so I get to go out and enjoy what Colorado has to offer. But then when when I want to get out of the office, I can go to the office too. <laughs> so my, my, most of my days are or I go out and, and, and see what's going on on the project um, and make sure that the subcontractors have shown up and then that our trucks are there and, and that everything's lined out for the day and then just look into the future and what, what needs to be done for the rest of the week and then at the, the end of the day then I go back and, and kind of inspect and, and put together quantities and our costs to see where we're, where we're making, where we're losing and, and how to adjust. That's fantastic. Um, what is the what would be the next step for you within this company from project manager? Where do you see yourself going? I don't know. I really like where I'm at right now. Um, I and I have a lot to learn in the position that I'm at. And and I think if you get really fluent in managing a project, then you can really go anywhere um, because there's a project within any industry. Um, but no, I'm. I'm really happy where I'm at, and I'm looking to retire. <laughs> so I just keep learning and, and see where it takes me. Um, I don't have any any real clear ambitions at the, at the moment. Yeah. Were you ever fortunate enough to have a mentor that helped you along the way, or someone that offered guidance to you? Yeah, uh, I've had a ton. Uh, uh, probably the most meaningful was my shop teacher in high school, and and we still keep in contact. And he's always been a a good resource and advocate for me. Um, and then when I started at the asphalt plant, my, my boss there, he was always willing to uh, teach me anything I showed interest in. And, and he had a passion for asphalt like no one I've ever met. And <laughs> he, he really wanted they to share that. They usually do. If they're in this industry, they're very passionate about it. Um, uh, so he, he taught me everything from, from how to read mixed designs to, to running equipment. Um, he let me do winter maintenance on the plant and, and really kind of dive in with the fellas and, and become uh, part of the team. And then when I transitioned into the office, I had a, a really wonderful lady as my supervisor, and, and she was she was really supportive of my ambitions, which was I thought neat. Uh, I think a lot of times um, when you have someone that eager underneath you, kind of chomping at the bit, it, it can get it, competitive or, or muddy. Um, and she always had my back and then gave me the tools and the, the confidence to really just go ahead and, and oh, go for wonderful. it. That's wonderful. That's fantastic and it must be kind of nice to 
be able to uh, look back and see how both a man was able to serve as a mentor and a woman, and, and the, the, the different dynamic between those relationships and what both of them probably taught you along the way. Being a woman within this industry, what kind of opportunities do you see for women within this industry? I mean, you clearly took a bit of a non-traditional role. Do you think that that's, do you think that you're more of the exception to the role? Or do you think it's just a matter of exposing women to these opportunities? I think things are really changing. And there's women in a lot of, lot of places that, that may not have been common years ago. I think last year I had a project we had a we had a lady running the, the mill. Uh, we had a lady running the blade, uh, running the traffic control. Uh, oh, last nice. week I had a, a first time lady hauler on an asphalt project, nice. and and she did great for her first time. And so that was that was really neat to see. But I think if they if they show ambition or interest, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to talk a little bit about some of your film sort of efforts and it looks like you were the chair and co-creator of Women Build and so can you just tell us a little bit about that I thought that was very interesting yeah so that was I was only involved in, in Loveland Colorado's uh, chapter their Women Build and what is, could you let our listeners know what is Women Build uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, builds builds homes and sells them uh, at cost uh, to families in need it requires volunteer to, to build the, the houses. So to all collectively work together and have a focus on a, yeah. on so, a finished product. Yeah, and, so there was a, they had a lot of women involved in the, in the office and that kind of thing, um, but there wasn't any really out on the, on the jobs helping on the build site. Um, so there was, uh, I think there was a national push and each city, you know, erected their own chapter. Gotcha. Um, and so I was able to, to pull it to together. Get in on that. You were the co. It says you were the the chair and the co-creator. So I was a chair. A chair. Yeah. They did they find you or did you find them? Uh, kind of both. Um, my my mom and my grandma have been longtime volunteers uh, with Habitat at their their restore. And then uh, when I was in high school, our shop class was always out building. Um, so we were out framing and, and pouring concrete and really learning trades. And uh, uh, so it kind of felt natural to just start uh, volunteering on the build sites. And I think just through um, the networking and, and being out there and, and being available. I think uh, I was working at the asphalt plant then, so we, uh, we'd really slow down for the winter and, and I would get some time off and that gave me uh, time to really dive in and, and help Loveland get their yeah. chapter going. Yeah, awesome, awesome. One thing I wanted to ask you, Having had such a, uh, a varied career so far in this industry, um, what's one thing that you would tell other employers if they were um, looking to recruit and retain women within this industry? From your experiences, what what could you tell these people about getting more women into the asphalt industry, and be it any of the jobs? Because you've clearly done most all of them at this point. <laughs> I think. Any kind of recruiting is gonna gonna work if you put it out there. I think if women want to be involved, they will. But retaining, I think, is the important piece. And I think that that managers really need to take a look at their culture and see if it's a place where where women can eventually find some degree of comfort. 
and not necessarily just out and with their field, but they need to take a look at at, at how the, the the men are treating the office staff and how the office staff staff is, is treating each other. Um, it's very important. Culture is very important, and um, I heard just yesterday another thing that's very important is creating a a, a path, right? So. You came in, you started at the asphalt plant, but then you saw other opportunities, right, that helped retain you because you could see there was a path for you moving forward. And you're obviously a very ambitious person. So, um, you know, perhaps even that as well for you know, enticing women. Here's opportunities. Um, these are great paying jobs. They have great benefits. and There's a path forward. So all those collectively probably make a good, good way to recruit women and to keep women. We had one just one fun question that we've been asking our um, our guests. If you weren't in this industry, if you weren't doing the job that you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing? Mm. <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to like daydream it. and say I was you know, staying at home, but <laughs> <laughs> the Powerball is up to what seven hundred billion or something. So buy a ticket. You might have a chance. Well, Abby, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. You're a very impressive person, and I feel like you've given a lot of really good information that I hope other women will hear and listen to, and you'll be um, a conduit for information regarding opportunities in this industry. And it doesn't necessarily start, right, with a four-year degree going into a lab. There's lots of other opportunities and lots of other ways to move up within a company and perform and do well. And we know that you're going to continue to do well and, and, and really thrive. And it's just been our pleasure to get to talk to you today and get to be with you. Oh, thank you guys for, for doing this. This is a really cool thing that you guys are doing. And, and I appreciate being, being a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We, we appreciate having you. Um, so that's it for this interview. Please join us again for another edition of Where We Belong. All right. Goodbye, everybody. These roads from coast to coast with highway signs is all guideposts. From town to town, day after day, the road is where you stay. This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions.